0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Impact of influence. The tragic story of a powerful South Carolina family and the mysterious deaths they are linked to. Hello there, friends of the podcast. Uh, Of course, your host, Matt Harris and Seton Tucker, We're so glad you're here. Always grateful for every little ear that listens to our podcast. And you were going to head down, Seton, to Columbia, South Carolina, state capital, for a little meet and greet with Alex, attorney Dick Yeah,
1: It was a bourbon tasting, um, and it actually has been postponed. I was very disappointed. It was postponed because of the rise of COVID in South Carolina. So I was actually planning to go with a friend and also meet up with another friend, Suzanne Andrews, who has started the charity Standing for Stephen. They're on Facebook if you want to look them up. Um, She did a fantastic job with her fundraiser. But we were looking forward to it to see if we could get a question in. That
0: would have been great. Uh, You know, we should... While we're thanking those uh, folks, but also all the, the sleuth groups who have been kind to us, some people not so kind, some kind, mostly kind. Mostly kind. A- and uh, we do appreciate that. And Murdoch Podcast Facebook page, murdochpodcast.com. Reach out to us with your thoughts and criticisms and praise and whatnot. So we will start with the bond hearing for Alec Murdoch, where Alec's attorneys want the bond lowered, as you may have known, it was seven million dollars up until now and hasn't been changed yet. Seven million dollars that was required in full to get Alec out on bond. And Dekar Putlian filed this motion.
1: I think first we should talk about Alec's appearance. Um, he did appear to have some injuries. His hand, his knuckles appeared to, you know, be kinda cut up and he had a you know, some more cuts around the side of his face. So he definitely—they didn't address that in the hearing, but he did not appear to be, look that great.
0: I had seen a few comments saying that it may have been like you know, nervous scratching or itching or dry skin or something like that. Did you read that or see that anywhere?
1: I saw that and saw if some people said maybe it was self-inflicted. It could have been. Yeah. We don't—we didn't get any information about how those injuries occurred right. at all. Like punching
0: a wall, or right—he could have been mad, something. punched a wall. We don't know. The hearing, of course, as I said, was to get the bond reduced, and he has no money, and Judge Lee, who was also over the December bond hearing, was listening to these proceedings, and it was only only three weeks ago, I think, that the, she made the $7 million bond request and have it paid in full. Judge Clifton Newman had twice an item bond on other financial charges, and so it goes. Now, you mentioned the appearance and the whole thing was virtual. We'll begin with the money situation. Again, there are about 50 subpoenas, more than that, that John Lay, one of two co-receivers appointed to handle Alex's financial and land assets, said, yeah, over 50 subpoenas and, and reviewing public records and trying to track down money and see where the money is. And This is all coming from Mostly from the boating under the influence fatality of Mallory Beach, and so Murdoch's not supposed to have any access to this money, and neither is his son. So, lays over here's the here's the some of the basics. He has three bank accounts, but only about ten thousand in cash among them. Alec Murdoch has a quote substantial inheritance coming to him from his late father, if you remembered. His father died just a few days after Maggie and Paul were killed. But that money is not available, and we don't even know how much it is, but he's not available to him right now.
1: Well, Waters asserts later in the hearing that it's seven figures, possibly. Yes,
0: And I'm surprised it's that low, honestly. We've heard about so much money that-
1: Yeah, I would have thought have. it would have been higher, too.
0: But Murdoch also has a retirement IRA, somewhere three fifty to four hundred grand. He will also inherit his wife's Moselle estate in Hampton and Colleton Counties. There's a property in Edisto. There's other properties that they didn't get into at Monday's hearing. Dick Harpoulian's like, yeah, he does have all this, but they're all mortgaged to the Hill. Murdoch also has a retirement fund with $2.2 million in it. And John Lay, the co-receiver who exercises control over the money, says that Alec has no access to any of this stuff. He can't sell any property, and he will not be able to get to it. Uh, 90-minute hearing, which we both listened to and then also have – checked out others' thoughts in this as well, like the Island Packet. I want to give them credit for some really good digging they did on some of these facts we'll get to later. But Dick Harpootlian, let's get to Alex attorney. Something jump out at you that he said?
1: Well, one thing is that he says that Alec is a distraction from the fact that SLED can't solve the murders of Maggie and Paul. So
0: SLED, he's saying they're they're making a big deal of this bond hearing. Look over here. Don't pay attention to the murders. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, hey, if I had to have a, de- a defense attorney, I think I would like Dick Harputlian to be there. I he,
1: think he uh, he is definitely one of the highest paid right. defense attorneys. And I think he's, you know, he's paid to represent his client and probably pretty difficult to have to represent Alec Murdoch right now. but part of our constitution is everyone deserves the right to representation and he's doing his job
0: even though the things are sometimes appear tone deaf and ridiculous
1: definitely um he actually requested for the judge uh when Waters was talking he asked judge Lee um if he could say some things and judge Lee said well you haven't heard from all the victims first so maybe you want to hear from them first and he actually says i've heard it all before it's the same old song i've heard them before and she even She goes as far—the judge, Lee, goes as far as saying, um, well, there's some new victims that you haven't heard from, and he says this is not going to change his mind. So that seemed pretty tone-deaf to me. I mean, insensitive towards the victims.
0: Yes, yes. It was— Sensitive to his client, but insensitive to the officer that was going to speak later and others. When you hear from this officer, it's it's crazy. Uh, also, Harpoonian mentions that you know he talks, of course, about Alex not having money. We mentioned in the filing that he says he does can't make a phone call, but he also says uh, that he can't afford underwear.
1: No, he says, you know, you only get $60 from the prison canteen, and he needs to buy some clean underwear. I don't know if you don't have access to washer and dryers at the jail, but it did seem <laughs> it seemed kind of unusual that he's having to ask family members to help him out with his clean underwear. We also should mention that he talks about how Alex is being treated unfair because his family is well known.
0: That is an interesting take because... Many people are saying he's getting treated unfairly, but on the other way, because his family is so well-known and famous, and uh, Dick Arpulian talks about him not being some sort of mafia don, and Alec not being, or, or is getting a higher bail than some big-time drug offenders and drug traffickers, and just doesn't think it's right, and it's, it's being done because of the Murdoch name.
1: And he says if anyone is threatening or in interfering with witnesses, that they need to be indicted.
0: Because Waters will mention the bullying of potential witnesses in a second, so is kind of saying, I don't buy it.
1: Well, and he, he talks about Eddie Smith. He says that Eddie is someone who has shot someone else in the head, and he's wandering the streets. Hmm. And he also points out again, he's done this in the past, that since Ellick is no longer a practicing attorney, that he can't do harm to anyone.
0: Now let's give you Creighton Waters, who is from the South Carolina Attorney General's office, and the points he made— And, of course, he's lobbying for the $7 million bond to remain intact. He mentions the inheritance from Randolph Murdoch's estate, and and there's money missing. He says that the investigation shows Murdoch paid himself more than $2 million and stolen money. And a lot of that hasn't been accounted for. But my favorite thing, or most stunning thing, is that Creighton Waters brings up jailhouse phone calls, which Alec Murdoch is a longtime attorney.
1: And prosecutor.
0: And prosecutor. So you would even know that these are all being recorded or listened in on or whatever the case may be. And Waters says that Murdoch just goes on these phone calls from jail talking about paying for golf trips for friends, telling people he'll pay them when he gets out. He says, quote, he's talking about that retirement account all the time, talking about I can borrow against it but I don't want to have more interest in penalty and we have to make sure that creditors can't get it. Now, earlier, Lay had talked about he won't be able to borrow against things, but we'll see. So he goes on and on. He talks about spending. He talks about a relative he loaned money to all in these jailhouse phone calls.
1: This is just shocking to me.
0: It is, isn't it? Yeah. He, I, he,
1: I really can't believe that he wouldn't know that he was being recorded. And that it hasn't sunk in to him that he doesn't
0: have control over these
1: assets. It's unbelievable.
0: What else did you see or hear that jumped out at you from Creighton?
1: Well, he talks about the Murdoch's family impact of influence, which is the name of our Yay! podcast. So Thank I was, I, I definitely caught on to that. And he talks about how people are afraid of the family. We've had people tell us that they face backlash. We've had a victim call a snitch. We've had a victim tell us he's not worried about himself if he comes forward, but he's worried about his wife and kids.
0: Now, of course, we mentioned earlier that Harpootlian then interjects, well, this is happening start indicting people who are threatening witnesses, but it's not that, I don't think it's that easy, regardless. Let's uh, move to Lieutenant Moore, who this is the first time we hear him under oath talk about his misgivings about Alec Murdoch. Explain the story.
1: This was very compelling to me. This is a state trooper who had a significant spinal cord injury when his car was stopped at a traffic stop. He hired Mr. Murdoch to represent him to get a settlement to cover medical expenses. Moore alleges that Murdoch put 100k of settlement funds into his own personal account. And he says some pretty strong things. He says, he treated me very nice and stole every dime I had.
0: Wow. And he's he's also worried about him showing up to his house.
1: He says that. He said he wouldn't be surprised if Alec was released if he or someone else in his family showed up at his house. He also questions how Murdoch can afford these high-priced attorneys. So wow. I thought that was kind of interesting. Right. And he's
0: also worried about him fleeing the country, he mentions.
1: Yes, he is He is concerned that, you know, he could disappear or flee if he is released.
0: Now, let's take a little side detail, and we'll come back to more of this, this hearing in a second. But there was also a news story about... Lieutenant Moore, let's let's interject some of the facts you heard on that report.
1: Right. So ABC News Four in Charleston had an exclusive interview with Trooper Moore, um, and to give a little bit more details about this crash that occurred in 2018. Murdoch was hired based on. recommendation from another retired trooper. So he was contacted by Mr. Murdoch because he was going to receive a $100,000 check, which was for medical expenses he had as a result of his injury. Mr. Murdoch contacted him and told him that he could not cash that check. It would need to stay in a separate account until the resolution of the worker's comp claim. And how he found out that he was dude all this money is he was contacted from another lawyer in the law firm just recently, a lawyer named Ball, and basically said that his money was missing and that they were paying back, but he has not received any money yet because Parker Law Firm or PMPD is trying to charge attorney's fees. So I found that pretty outrageous.
0: So he's supposed to get, the settlement was $100,000. He didn't get it. They don't know where it is and they want to charge fees. No,
1: the settlement, well, according to Trooper Moore, the settlement went into this Forge account.
0: Right, right. But, 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 account. but now it's gone, I'm saying.
1: No, it's now it's gone, and they don't have the money, but they're going to. Pay him back, but they were gonna take attorney's fees Come out on, of this money, which seemed doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right to me either. His
0: nerve damage, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, which he broke his
1: neck. He has nerve damage. Um it he says he's most likely going to have to take an earlier retirement than he would have if he had not had this injury.
0: Tons of unpaid medical bills.
1: Yeah. He still is not able to pay his medical bills.
0: I think one of the great quotes from as we head back over to the hearing was He's a likeable guy. This is this is uh, Lieutenant Moore. But the fact of the matter is he's been so nice to me and so helpful to me that if he's going to steal my money that I need to pay my own medical bills to survive financially, he's going to steal from anybody.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's interesting. So Moore tells the judge that he is concerned about Alex Fling and concerned about safety issues. I also thought it was interesting that Bamberg, who is the attorney who represents many of the victims, actually points out that Alec is a suicide threat to himself if he's released, and obviously if that happens, no one's going to get their day in court or the justice that they would like to have.
0: Well, as of the recording of this episode, there is still not a ruling on a reduction in Alec Murdoch's bond. Judge Lee has not set a date either, so we will keep you updated when we know. uh, We will try to get it in here and do another episode. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a CEO of a bank getting bounced due to his connection with Murdoch. And we're going to tell you about a very sad case of Alec ripping off someone that is going to just either anger you or make you cry. That is coming up in just a minute. Well, so far, Alec Murdoch is the only one that's been indicted on charges of misusing funds or stealing funds from people he was representing. But now the heads are starting to roll. Palmetto State Bank's board of directors fired its CEO Russell Lafitte as the allegations came to light that he was involved with Alec. We don't know if he was involved because he was in on the scheme or he didn't know what was happening, but they don't like how close those two were apparently because this agency that investigates alleged lawyer misconduct has first of all put has no advisory power over Latif and Westerdorf. They're, they're bankers and this is this uh, South Carolina Supreme Court's Office of Disciplinary Counsel is going after attorneys. However, when this subpoena was uncovered by the Island Packet and Buford Gazette, they went to Lafitte's bank and said, is he still working here? Do you know that these these investigations are ongoing? And that was probably the reason why he was fired, the CEO, Russell Lafitte.
1: Yeah. So this is really shocking because the bank was actually founded in 1907 by his family. And I think that was what?
0: Three years, two or three years before the Murdoch dynasty began. And, and Alex, great great-granddaddy, uh, started the law firms. That's you know, two Hampton family powerhouses, a law firm and a bank, have major players in trouble right now.
1: Right. And our sources tell us that he was actually fired by a family member. We know that there's multiple family members who still work in the bank, and they have wow. not been accused of any wrongdoings. But there was a statement that was released by the president... John Malewinski, I could be saying that wrong, it's Jan or John, Is J-A-N. Mm-hmm. They have severed ties with him, and what's interesting about this is Malewinski is actually Russell's sister's husband. They contend that the bank and its board of directors remain fully committed to their customers, employees, shareholders, and the community Palmetto Bank serves. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of a generic statement. But
0: But a rough night for... Russell Lafitte at home.
1: Well, and the family, because <laughs> yeah. they still work there and they founded this. Right. And it's another family that probably similar to what the Murdoch family feels like all their legacy may be going down.
0: And I should mention that the subpoena that was sent out from the SC Supreme Court's Office of Disciplinary Counsel was done before some of these new indictments have come down. So there's more indictments coming down. And should also mention that the... Other bank official, Chad Westendorf, was also named in the subpoena. But as far as this recording right now, he still has his job. And we'll see if that remains. Plus, the subpoena indicated that Lafitte, especially, but also Westendorf, could be a new focus of law enforcement. Now, I want to go to one of the cases, the alleged victims of Alec Murdoch, which is one of the big reasons why Lafitte, the bank CEO, has been fired, is this story. So let's give you the background. 2009, there's a car wreck, and Lafitte served as conservator and personal representative for Hakeem Pinckney. Now, Hakeem was a deaf man who became disabled in a car wreck in August of 09. His attorney is Bamberg, and as an attorney, Murdoch represented Pinckney and passengers in the car. Pinkney's cousin, Natasha Tomnis, and Pinckney's sister, Shakara Pinckney. They sued the tire company because the tire burst, that's what caused the wreck. The mom, Pamela Pinckney, was driving the car when it crashed. And so Murdoch says to Pamela Pinckney, I'm going to have you have my buddy over here, Lafitte, is the CEO of this bank, watch over your son's finance. I mean, And he was just-
1: paid $60,000 to do so.
0: $60,000 to watch over. And Bamberg, the uh, attorney for all those involved in that accident, you know, it makes an obvious point, you know, by giving money to the CEO of a bank, I should have to p- be pretty sure that that is taken care of.
1: Right. Yeah, no, he, you would think that he's he's in charge of the bank, he would definitely be capable of handling the finances. Murdoch allegedly pointed Pamela Pinckney to his good friend, Corey Fleming, to represent her. So that's, uh, you know, Corey Fleming is Alec's previous roommate, good friend, godfather of Paul.
0: And? Was named in a lawsuit brought on by Murdoch's former housekeeper Gloria Satterfield. The attorney Bamberg says what happened to the Pinckney family is Satterfield before Satterfield, because the money is in, he's involved in that. Bankers are involved in that again, and all this money, according to Bamberg, none of it got to the family. You got a check in 2011 for like 310 grand, and you had a check in 2012 which was the 60 grand one that. Was, that came from Alex Old Law Firm, that never got anywhere. Uh, you had a, a two checks totaling at least $375,000, the passengers in the car, that were dispersed from PMPED, Alex Old Law Firm, into Palmetto State Bank, which comes up all the time. All that is missing.
1: So if you add up the totals, that's almost a million dollars. Right. And according to Post and Courier, the family found out about this missing money when they were contacted by P-M-P-E-D, to tell them that the money was missing. So this is the second person in this episode that was contacted by P-M-P-E-D when they discovered that money somehow tied to Alec Murdoch was missing. Also in the Post and Courier article, I found this really sad. He became deaf because he had chronic ear infections as a child. And actually one of my sleuth group friends, uh, Barbara, sent me the court filings. There's another lawsuit, and this is really just so tragic for all the family I guess after he became a quadriplegic, he was moved to a skilled nursing facility. And uh, according to the court filings, Mr. Pinckney's ventilator was found unplugged, and he was taken to the hospital due to respiratory s- distress. And we know that he passed away from that. And another lawyer, not Alec Murdoch, was representing the family in litigation against the skilled nursing facility.
0: It just, it just the whole thing so tragic with that family there, a, a, a car accident, they have gone through the had-to-be-heartbreaking thing of seeing your, your son become deaf through what you think is a basic ear infection.
1: No, and reading some of the other things, I mean, I think he, he was leading a full life before the, before the accident. So this is just so tragic for the entire family.
0: And that they didn't get a, a dime out of it, and then he passes away under odd circumstances. It's just—Alec it's uh, Alec Murdoch has alleged to do all this stuff but he's alleged to have ripped off family friends. He's alleged to rip off a state trooper who was a car accident. And he's alleged to have ripped off uh, a man who was deaf and became a quadriplegic and his mother who lost her son after he died. So well, and when you just think horrible. you can't
1: hear anything worse, you, you do.
0: Exactly. I also want to go through a little bit of the Office of Disciplinary Counsel's request, records they want. And of course, they want records from... Lafitte and anything, it says, anytime he served as a personal representative of an estate. That's one of the requests. That's it. They're going after everything they had. They also want all records of any case where Chad Westendorf served as a conservator or personal representative of an estate, which implies, or at least makes you think that they think there's more than just the ones we know about. We know about Blondell Gary, and we know about the Pinckney family and and others and Robert Williams, but they think there's more out there apparently. So I also want to point out in these requests also in there is all communications, including text messages and emails between Hampton County probate court employees and anyone involved in the above cases. A subpoena sent by the South Carolina Supreme Court office of disciplinary counsel sent to Hampton County probate court, Requested records related to cases worked on by Alec Murdoch. Of course, they're investigating in Alec, and cases handled by the two top Palmetto State Bank officials, Chad Wessendorf, VP, and Lafitte, the president. But the fact that they're asking for any communication between Hampton County Probate Court employees to eat any of these, anything to do with any of these cases, or anything to do with Alec Murdoch or Lafitte or Wessendorf. Makes me wonder if they believe there is some inside, there's an inside job going on.
1: Right. So we know, you know, there's been lawyers implicated. We know that now there are bankers implicated, but this is the first inclination that there could be people in the court system involved.
0: We will keep you updated when we know we will get on it. We appreciate it. Always do. Anyone who reaches out and listens. And oh, by the way, if you haven't gone to the Murdoch Podcast Facebook page, That is just the most, the cutest video. Explain.
1: Oh, it's so cute. So one of my friends, her mother turned 90 this week and uh, they have a tradition to listen to our podcast on Sundays while eating brunch. And she was listening. We gave her a shout out and she just couldn't believe it. And it was really, it made us happy.
0: She's a laugh so much. I know
1: with with all of the bad stuff, it's nice to see something good.
0: Very good. Uh, Rate the podcast if you would please. And also share it. And we will talk again soon.